Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 278 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading 3 John today and our focus is on, well actually there's several things. We're going to be talking about the dangers of false teaching, when to welcome strangers and when to repel them, plus the greatest joy a parent can have. And we're even going to give some quotes on parenting from Charles Spurgeon. So every day we go through God's Word seeking to understand it, live it, follow it. Our goal is to get you involved in daily Bible listening, and I would love it if you would be so kind as to tell friends and neighbors and Facebook friends and social media people about the show. Please do share a link for them. And the best way to share a link is from our website, Bible2021.com. Every episode of the show has uh, an audio player and a full written transcript for it. So we're up to 278 episodes so far this year. Just go to our website, Bible2021.com to check that out and to share the show with your friends. Welcome to new listeners in Manama, Bahrain, Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic, parts unknown, Taiwan, Punjab, Pakistan, West Bengal, India, Hong Kong, New South Wales, Australia, Santa Fe, New Mexico, Duluth, Minnesota, Hutchinson, Kansas, Beaumont, Texas, Greensboro, North Carolina, Norfolk, Virginia, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Lansing, Michigan, and Boston, Massachusetts. Short episode today which is fitting for the second shortest book in the Bible, 3 John. Yesterday, we discussed uh, a Christian's call to rudeness, I guess you could say it, how John commands that we must not greet or help false teachers as they are in the middle of their mission. So if a false teacher comes to your door, says John, don't even say hello to them. Don't invite them in. Don't engage them. Don't take their literature Have nothing to do with them, noting again that this is not a command to be mean in any sort of way. Today's letter, on the other hand, will command hospitality to a certain group of strangers in what is really kind of a 180 from what we read yesterday. 3 John verse 5 says, Beloved, it is a faithful thing you do in all your efforts for these brothers, strangers as they are, who testified to your love before the church. You will do well to send them on their journey in a manner worthy of God. For they have gone out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from the Gentiles. Therefore, We ought to support people like these that we may be fellow workers for the truth. So, John, you are telling us to show hospitality and kindness to one group of people and zero hospitality to another group. That doesn't sound very tolerant, does it? What's the difference, John? And the answer is that God's word takes teaching very, very seriously. Remember the warning we read a few weeks ago in James chapter 3, verse 1, which says, Not many should become teachers, my brothers, because you know that we will receive a stricter judgment. That's pretty scary. Teachers are judged more strictly than other people because when they stray away from the truth and teach error, that error is multiplied greatly because others hear the error and may be convinced by it. And as our next passage will make clear, this is really important. James and John aren't talking about people who teach false things. They are focused in on people who teach 
false things about Jesus and God. Those who masquerade as Christians but teach heresies. These commands to not show hospitality or give greeting are very specifically focused on false teachers who appear to be Christians. So, and I wish I'd said this yesterday, this isn't singling out people who are of other religions or atheists or agnostics or whatever, just people who are on the mission of teaching, but they claim to be in Christ, but they're teaching things contrary to what he taught. Again, The Bible makes a big deal out of false teachers in this way. In fact, here's what Peter says about these false teachers in the second epistle of Peter, chapter 2, verse 1. There were false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who brought them, and will bring swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their depraved ways, and the way of truth will be maligned because of them. They will exploit you in their greed with made-up stories. Their condemnation, pronounced long ago, is not idle, and their destruction does not sleep. These people are springs without water, mists driven by a storm. The gloom of darkness has been reserved for them, for by uttering boastful, empty words, they seduce with fleshly desires and debauchery people who have barely escaped from those who live in error." They promise them freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption, since people are enslaved to whatever defeats them. For if, having escaped the world's impurity through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in these things and defeated, the last state is worse for them than the first. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than, after knowing it, to turn back from the holy command delivered to them. It has happened to them, according to the true proverb, A dog returns to its own vomit, and a washed sow returns to wallowing in the mud. So, as you can see, this is severely serious. Those who teach falsely about Jesus are in great, great danger. Their destruction is not sleeping. It sure have nothing to do with those who claim Christ and teach falsely, who teach things that contradict what Jesus himself and the apostles taught. One more focus, and one of my favorite verses is in this chapter. It's verse 4. In fact, both my wife and I, actually each one of us have I think at least one, maybe two or three t-shirts with this particular verse on it. It says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. As John uses this verse, you can tell it's not merely a parenting verse, but he is also applying it here to those whom he has taught, discipled, and mentored. Speaking as a father of five kids myself, though, I can confirm what John has said. I love my kids, and there are many things they have done that I am proud of and give me joy. But nothing brings me joy more than knowing they are following God and walking in truth. And conversely, almost nothing is more heart-rending and sad than when they're not. Here's what Spurgeon says on this passage. He says, It's grievous to see how some professing Christian parents are satisfied as long as their children display cleverness in learning or sharpness in business, although they show no signs of a renewed nature. If they pass their exams with credit and promise to be well fitted for the world's battle, their parents forget that a superior is calling involving a higher crown for 
which the child will need to be fitted by divine grace and armed with the whole armor of God. If our children lose the crown of life, it will be a small consolation that they have won the laurels of literature or art. Many who ought to know better think themselves superlatively blessed if their children become rich, marry well, strike out into profitable enterprises, or attain eminence in their profession. These parents will go to bed rejoicing and wake up satisfied, though their boys are on the road to hell if they are also making money. They have no greater joy than that their children are having their portion in this life and laying up treasure where rust corrupts it. Though neither their sons nor their daughters show any signs of the new birth, give no evidence of being rich toward God, manifest no traces of electing love, redeeming grace, or the regenerating power of the Holy Spirit, yet the parents are content with their condition. I hope no parent, says Spurgeon, will allow their children to grow up and leave their roof without knowing the doctrines of the gospel, the life of Christ, and the great precepts of scripture, without having as clear an understanding as possible of the great principles and plan of salvation. It should be the holy ambition of every parent that his entire family should be renewed by the Holy Spirit. Happy as a marriage day is that day when a parent sees his child surrendered to the people of God, having first given his heart to Christ. The joy of the text is that the children walk in the truth, the actual demonstration of the power of the gospel in their lives. This proves that the teaching was well received, the feeling was not mere excitement, and the profession was not a falsehood, but was done in truth. Amen. Uh, I couldn't even dream of saying it better than that. Uh, Let's read our passage in total, then we'll close out with our Bible passage of the month. 3 John, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. The elder to my dear friend Gaius, whom I love in the truth. Dear friend, I pray that you are prospering in every way and are in good health just as your whole life is going well. For I was glad when fellow believers came and testified to your fidelity to the truth, how you are walking in truth. I have no greater joy than this, to hear that my children are walking in truth. Dear friend, You're acting faithfully in whatever you do for the brothers and sisters, especially when they are strangers. They have testified to your love before the church. You will do well to send them on their journey in a manner worthy of God, since they set out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from pagans. Therefore, we ought to support such people so that we can be co-workers with the truth. I wrote something to the church, but Diotrephes, who loves to have first place among them, does not receive our authority. This is why, if I come, I will remind him of the works he is doing, slandering us with malicious words, and he's not satisfied with that. He not only refuses to welcome fellow believers, but he even stops those who want to do so and expels them from the church. Dear friend, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. The one who does good is of God. The one who does evil has not seen God. Everyone speaks well of Demetrius, even the truth itself, and we also speak well of him, and you know that our testimony is true. I have many things to write you, but I don't want to write to you with pen and ink. I hope to see you soon, and we will talk face to face. Peace to you. The friends send you greeting. Greet the friends by name. Amen. Well, let's close out with our Bible passage for the month of October. It is 1 John 4, 7 and 8, and it says, Dear friends, let us love one another because love is from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God because God is love. Amen. Well, friends, may the word of God bless you. May it build you up. May it guide you and point you to Jesus. Thank you for listening today. Good day to you and Godspeed.